You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Rip that bandied off. All right. Well, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to go to Universal then. Oh, hell yeah, dude. You can get to see the Minions live. Well, I'm going without the kids, so it'll be even better. Well, Minions is still a good fucking... Well, I, that's um, why I said it'll be even better. I love it. Yeah, the other secret is they sell edibles in L.A. too. I'll probably bring my own, though, because they're better. I, uh, you might have to keister them, dog. I, I would argue they're not. The, edible, yeah, you, the edible game in Southern California is a fucking tight the weed is pretty comparable hash pretty comparable they make edibles down there that blow our edible game clean they also they don't have a 10 milligram restriction like we do do they no and they also will just blatantly rip off name brands and don't give a fuck so like you can go get like medicated reese's cups that are like real deal facsimiles of reese's cups you can get medicated nerds you can get medicated nerds ropes like they make oh. dope, dumb, crazy shit out in LA, man. Like well, there's a um, that we're tighter about edibles here because of that Maureen Dowd article. That fucking beetle position lady. Yep. God damn it, dude! Thank Christ they didn't have those edibles that you and I like out yet back then. Because if she would have had one of those, the limited be two milligrams. <laughs> yeah. For real, dude. Think if she'd have eaten 10, 40 milligrams of rosin. Well, or it would have gone the other way and she wouldn't have had a breakdown because she'd just passed the fuck out. Right. She might have just gotten <laughs> sleep or something. Uh, yeah, between her and then when they tried to blame that kid falling off the roof at CSU on an edible, even though he was clearly drunk at a frat party. Yeah, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. People are fucking dumb. But those two events happened within like three months of each other and then it just made us pretty stringent on that shit going forward. Well, I just... Keeps me with my medical license, I guess. That's the other reason, too, though, is that the legislators in California are up against a bunch of people who go, fuck you, we'll do it illegal, because they've had a thriving illegal weed economy for, you know, 60 years, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, Colorado didn't. Like, we, we had a flower economy, but they've been making, like, edibles as we know them in Cali for 20 years. Like, it's it's just different Mm. they're they're the only place where legalized weed has not cut down the production of illegal weed say that again california is the only place where legalizing weed did not cut down on illegal weed Mm. yeah because it's there are issues here obviously well yeah and it was just like the system was already built there to operate without it whereas here it's like a guy like you or me could open a grow in our basement and start facilitating that need whereas in california there's been guys doing that since they were teenagers that are in their 50s like i know older comics that all pay one guy to grow their weed and that's the system they've used since the late 90s same grower yeah it works yeah and it's still cheaper for them because this guy is happy that his bills are paid and he's got to grow dope for seven people (laughs) that's fucking rad dude this guy's got no risk of getting in trouble we had i'm a private farmer like I, I had a buddy of mine as my caregiver, and he was growing all kinds of plants in the early stages of my med card. 
Right. And that, but the, our caregiver system was based on the underground illegal system that had been run in California so successfully since like the late eighties for AIDS patients. And then later on, just everyone. That's funny. Yeah. Cause it was like a no, they voted on it being legal way before they had a system for it being medically legal. So the cops turned a blind eye. It's kind of what's happening in New York. The blind eye has been turned for so long that now these people are established to a point where there's a weird question of where is the line in the sand mm. you know what i mean because like the 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 market in new york is almost on par with the market in colorado now since covid it's a little weird in new york they don't really have they have something they don't have any rules it's like oh it's legal but you can't really sell it but you could roll up joints on the street and sell yep. somebody something legal and then give them a joint right which you really truly cannot they know that's not legal and that's illegal under all laws but they willfully ignore it because the will of the people voted to legalize weed they did that in colorado before we because we voted on legal weed in fucking 2002 mm. and then they didn't let them open stores till 2009 so that's seven years where people were operating in this weird gray area and in yeah. cali the medical system was like 96 to, to like 2007 2008 before they had medical stores mm. so there was like 11 or 12 years where they were all allowed to operate at home and then all of a sudden there were rules and really how do you enforce the rules on a business that was successful for a decade before you decided to finally enact them? It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Just the federal government should just get off their fucking ass. You yeah. guys want to get out of fucking debt? Okay. Make weed legal. Nobody doesn't like smoking weed. You know, though, there are downsides to it, though, because then you're going to start to see the RJ Reynolds or the, the big company was that corporations rj reynolds uh like reynolds rap and they own all kinds of oh. major, major brands yeah can we get some of that johnson and johnson no more tears but, weed but i need some thing. of that they're gonna create all this packaging they're gonna create all this stuff and then you're gonna get fucking watered down uh additives and whatever else in your weed probably mm. Uh, I don't know. They like almost uh, the only way they, I mean, I know how the ads look and shit and the way they play it, but like no one at a tobacco company is putting anything in those cigarettes that'll kill us any faster. We are their customers and we are dwindling. They just put accelerants yeah. and shit in it. When they say on a commercial, like it's rat poison, like, yeah. And propylene glycol and hash is antifreeze like and a human's one molecule off of fucking being a banana on our dna strain it doesn't matter like that like <laughs> something being almost something chemically doesn't mean a goddamn thing so yeah like adderall and meth they're well, almost no, the same formula jesse adderall is a salt version of meth those are us those are the same thing it's 99 <laughs> pure jesse <laughs> but yeah so like i don't think they'd fuck with it that much i think the biggest thing is they'd figure out how to remove the shake and terpenes so better weed would have it but weed's so cheap to produce dude like if marlboro or camel got into weed it would it would be so fucking cheap yeah but the quality would probably go down because of mass production it wouldn't be that great and then it would phase out these smaller shops that we get our good quality stuff from yeah i i understand where you're coming from on that but it's never done that to any other connoisseur market mm. legalizing shit just makes the demand for better like microbreweries or really high-end weed that i buy or every version of legal drugs have the high-end shit that's really good micro batch i'd argue if the feds legalized it and companies like that swept in and really bottomed out the fucking price of weed 
it'd get rid of all the mids. It'd get rid of all these dispensaries that are selling weed that they should be embarrassed of that no one should be selling and they're selling it for 20 and eighth because marlboro right. will sell it for fucking 475 right and then all we'd have left would be shops like denver elite for rare dankness and then you'd have over-the-counter fucking weed that everybody smoked like cigarettes because it was cheap it wasn't harsh it's consistent reliable tobacco has consistently gotten better well what, <laughs> what is, by what measure flavor uh humidity regulation curing like every measurable way to determine a tobacco's quality it has gone up uniformly over time because they, they just implement get, they get better production are they using like hydroponics and shit or something no it's just that you know they've been industrially farming it for 400 years now and like they've really finally got it down and they went from like we we're talking about it went from a bunch of family farms growing tobacco to like four corporations growing tobacco and so, the same thing that happened with weed where it went from all these basement growers that were growing dank ass weed in the late 2000s to these corporate grows that have weed grows too big to produce weed that good somebody's gonna like eventually these weed companies will figure out how to regulate a room to be growing chronic well, so then if these the large time. corporations take over the market um they could block you and me from growing it i don't i mean you and i can grow tobacco i don't think they would um, but but they couldn't they could have lobbyists force certain laws to be made i mean for the longest time you couldn't catch fucking rainwater and use that legally yeah but that's like a that's like a state-to-state -state money battle so us capturing rainwater technically fucks the state out of a money argument with another state whereas us growing our own weed doesn't fuck a state it fucks a corporation well, but, but, but my point is uh our government seems to lean more heavily towards the needs of corporations yeah and yeah but what the fuck are they, they gonna want how are they gonna prove you're growing your own weed i mean I don't know. the medical system's already in place those people there's no way they'll take away I, it, it'll just break to, and the honest truth is it'll break down to being like most produce where most people even though they completely have the ability to do it would rather just fucking pay for it yeah yeah sure i mean i don't know i'm curious to see i know a bunch of different people that are growing their own mushrooms right now and i'm curious to see how that plays out after a time yeah i think that's also like a more low stakes grow situation and more of yeah. like a, a fun project Whereas I think most people who know somebody who grows weed understand like, oh, that's a motherfucking hellhole you're diving into. Yup. Yeah, you might as well open a real farm. Like a, you got a farm with some integrity? Yeah. <laughs> you know what you know what you folks need over here? Some integrity. Some integrity weed. And lucky for Asshole. you, I sell integrity. <laughs> so let's let's talk let's talk some of these movies, right? What are we? We're here at 307. Episode 307 of the Broadcast Geeks. Coming, coming in, I am one of your hosts, Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker, and we are joined I'm, by Midnight, Midnight, Midnight Jones. I wanted to do it over you. <laughs> midnight. It's always darkest before the midnight. <laughs> in a world, one man rides at night. That man is Midnight Jones. Midnight. Feels like my skull's on fire, but I'm good. Thanks for the water. <laughs> this summer... Are you ready to get Pingo? Mm, he's too pinged. Speaking of Pingo, that picture that you sent in the chat of the the Dark Knight trilogy, but using the animated Bruce Tim Batman. Oh, Paul Tini, I'm all in. Me wanty. Who is that? Bottleneck Gallery or Mondo? 
Uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's Mondo. It's, uh, it's this page I follow called long live the bat. Nice. You, you should post that to our page. Yeah. That's a real Reddit I, piece right there. Oh, what? Yes. I like where your head's at oh going on the Reddit. I would fucking love to see this made. Right. RIP Kevin Conroy. Um, did you guys um ever see that? Um, it was right before the dark Knight rises came out. Um, before all this wonderful streaming and everything that um we've come to kind of take for granted but um they had a block of batman the animated series episodes that was kind of like a promo for the dark knight rises on hub tv and they they reanimated the trailer for the dark knight rises using clips from the animated series and all the original voice actors I remember seeing that because I think Nerdist reposted it. Yeah, um, probably. Because there's that part in the trailer where Chris, like Anne Hathaway's like, you don't owe this city anymore. You've given them everything. And Christian Bale's like, not everything. Not yet. <laughs> but it's so much more impactful to hear Kevin Conroy say that. And, and Adrian Barbeau say it as Catwoman, where he's like, not everything. Not yet. Yeah, Conroy's, Conroy's the fucking man, dude. Was. That's like R. the main P. reason KC. I want to go to heaven. <laughs> For him That's, to be like, "Hello, Jake, you've finally arrived." Yes, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yes, I have." And he'd be like, "Calm down, calm down, buddy." <laughs> uh, have you guys? I know you haven't. Have either one of you finished Titans? No, dude, I haven't started it. I've been uh, preoccupied. I ooh, I haven't seen it. Um, I've been indisposed. Matt, you once again are gonna be Jones, comma Pingo. Listen, for two and a half, I have two and a half more weeks of work. I know, then I my, understand. Then my schedule opens up greatly. I get it. I get my, it completely. My, my viewing will increase. Um, my substance use will probably like like all kinds of things will increase. Hell yeah, dude! I'm <laughs> Matt's stoked. gonna start doing crank. I'm just saying, like I am so overworked right now, and I need to get to that point. So I'm, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm working it. Uh, it's just, it's really good. The ending is a pretty decent ending to the series. So it's a series finale. Oh, it's a series finale. It also oddly sets up like the whole concept and idea of a spinoff with the red hood and Tim. Oh, dude. The red hood trains Tim. Oh, red hood trains as a a favorite Dick because Dick didn't kill him in the last season. I I think just because of what they're up against. And like they don't have time to train Tim and also prepare. But mm. but now, all right. So his training, his ability, obviously, Jason has has the talent, the ability, but he didn't have the discipline. Uh, well, yeah. or the smarts. Whereas Tim has the the brains, right? He's the most technologically capable. Yep, and he gets suited and booted in either the second to last or the last episode. Um, Trigon's fucking dope. It's pretty cool. It's it's wait Trigon's back. Yeah, Trigon shows up for a hot second. Oh shit! I just keep thinking of Trigon as uh, from Teen Titans Go right now. Yeah. <laughs> what are you children doing? So I Good. just um. I'm looking at Screen Rant, and the headline here is Titans series finale represents everything that was wrong with DC's most frustrating TV show. I mean, I can see why somebody who really needs to justify their job would write that. Yeah. But why do you think they're saying that? Because they work at Screen Rant and have to produce an article the day after that show comes out. Ooh. And, and, and it's no fun and doesn't get any clicks if you're like, 
That was pretty satisfying. It wasn't perfect, but it was good. <laughs> is that why no one listens to this podcast? Because everything we talk about, it's like, man, we like that. I mean, I don't know. It works for Kevin Smith, but uh, <laughs> Beast Boy turns into more animals. Okay. Oh, about time. I sent Mitch a video. Probably shouldn't say this out loud. I sent Mitch a video of this guy who like walks around LA and asks like crazy people he meets if they if they'll give him a tour of his house of their house and he's walking down Venice Beach and sees a guy like sitting on a board on the entrance to his little villa and it's a uh, Greg Sipes which he doesn't figure out until he's in his house when the guy tells him it's like yeah mama I do Beast Boy I do Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah yeah they're walking around he's just like this is my studio and the guy's like what and he's like yeah I, I, I do a lot of cartoons you might know me as beast boy and he's like hey mama and he's like a ninja turtles cow or a booyakasha hey mama waffles yeah and then he just starts playing guitar and acting like a fool but i know where that house is oh well i'll be there in a month and a half you let me know yeah dude we should go knock on his door and try to smoke a <laughs> big old blunt like a turkey leg blunt I want to get I want to get dumb with Michael. Oh, he was also in. Uh, he did a voice in the Legend of Korra. Yeah, he was also a professional surfer. Man, that guy had it going on. Apparently, yeah, they found a surfer who legitimately sounded like Michelangelo, and then his world changed. You don't they- like Townsend Coleman? Hey, dude, I've been delivering pizzas for forty-five years. Yeah, man. Ugh. Even the right. dude from the first movie. It's Spe- better than Townsend. Speaking of the, the turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that trailer for Mutant Mayhem. Does that not look awesome? Oh, fuck. Yeah, it looks so good. Dude, when I watch it, I like can't breathe. I mean, my only issue, uh, it's not really an issue, but was Donatello with the glasses. Yeah, I don't like the glasses over Donnie's bandana, but whatever. I feel like they're trying. that's something they're doing with modern Donatello. And also, I know Jake doesn't like Raph having the full head bandana because that's something they modern Raphael seems to be uh, associated with. Well, it's from the Archie comics run when they're professional internet interdimensional wrestlers. Yeah. Raph gets a headband like that. And so a lot of guys who are just like a couple years older than me and Mitch, like Seth's age, really thought that was like a badass look when it came out in those comics. Yeah. But to me, it looks like something that like a guy who's a couple years older than me would think looked like a badass thing in a comic book. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's very Hulk Hogan-y. I don't like it. What do you think about the animation? I love it. Love it. It looks, people are like, it looks like Spider-Verse, but Turtles. And it's like, you don't think that's fucking cool? Yeah, listen up. The Ninja Turtles have been stealing ideas and doing them better since 1985. Buckle in, strap on, and get ready for a ride, bitches. I like the scene where... He's wearing, he has the watermelon on his head. Yeah. It's like, why am I holding something that's the same shape as my head? I also like that they made Mikey look a little downsy. (laughs) Also, uh, it brings me joy because uh, my niece likes to watch videos on my phone on YouTube. And if she scrolls by that Turtles one, she likes to watch it. So I know they still appeal to the younger generation. It'll never stop, dude. It's like the most magical fucking thing that's ever happened in a thought crime like there are some some good voices the voices are crazy i'm trying to engineer something seth rogan as bebop jackie chan as splinter with an afro john cena as rocksteady Mm -hmm. 
Ooh, ice yeah. cubes in it. Superfly. Hannibal Burris, Genghis Frog. That's part of my plan. <laughs> Paul Rudd, Mondo Gecko. Oh, Rose Byrne. This is great. Yeah, Paul Rudd's Mondo Gecko. Fuck Ant Man. That's the coolest thing Paul Rudd's ever done. Period. Fucking end of story. That rules yeah. so hard. Mondo Gecko fucks, dude. Mondo Gecko's like, what if Michelangelo was just popping Viagra like Pez? <laughs> when does this movie come out? Let's... August 4th. Okay, we should see it. We should see it together. Yeah, I'm 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 working on something. Hannibal mm-hmm. Burris famously doesn't like to go to his own red carpet premieres. Mm-hmm. And well, it started off with him hiring people that looked vaguely like him to go to premieres for him, and now he'll just send people. You look like him. I don't, but I <laughs> but I but I know how to get a hold of him, and I think I'm gonna beg for the next several months, like, hey man, send me. I won't act a fool. I just want to see the movie before everyone else. That's fair. Yeah. Send him send him a picture of yourself with uh all your turtle toys. Yeah, and if I could find that picture of me and Seth drunk when we premiered his movie that night he thought his career was ending, I think he'd remember me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this movie. I I had nothing. I didn't know anything about it till the other day. I was just going through trailers and it popped up, and I was like, "Ooh, does Jake know about this? Jake must know about this." Oh yeah, I know all about it. I'm I'm deeply concerned because I have an amount of care attached to this that doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> but I think they're going to do a good job. I have a lot of faith in the writers' room. I think they did a really knockout job in the hiring there um i think they did a crazy job in the casting i think the art department fucking killed it so i got really 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 high hopes i know there's no way they're listening but if anybody knows casey and colin jost would you tell them that if they don't do a good job on the hard r ninja turtles i'm going to find them and end them are they doing the writing for it yeah oh i thought it was just i just assumed it was seth rogan No, Seth Rogen's handling the cartoon for Nickelodeon. Oh, I got you. Colin and Casey are writing a movie for Kevin. Got it. Because again, famously, the only art IP that has ever been owned by two people simultaneously. Right. Right. You've said that before. I mean, dude, I think I was thinking about this the other night really high when I was watching Ninja Turtles. I think that might be the key to Marvel moving forward with Spider-Man and a couple other things. Why, why can't they both own it? Mm. It works for literally the most impressive product uh, up until the MCU. The most money-making fucking franchise ever was the Ninja Turtles. It beats out Mickey Mouse. What? Yeah, Does it beat man. out Mario? It did beat out Mario till the MCU. I think Mario passed it around the same time. And I think if you just count the film and the cartoons and like televised and not games, I think it still whoops its ass. It was the biggest independent film of all time until like right before Iron Man, another movie broke the record and then Iron Man shattered it. Interesting. Well, I can't think. Was it one of the Dark Knights? Uh, no, Dark Knight. Made no, those way, were all- it came it came it came out before Iron Man or no, it came out after Iron Man and made more in 2008 money. and made way more money. Yeah, no, that, talking about. That, that was a studio movie because technically when Marvel Studios made Iron Man, that was an independent production. They didn't have a studio backing. Okay. I forget yeah, what the other one is. But yeah, like the, the turtles made money. And just because the way everything changed when they did it, I think it's hard to remember. But they were the first people to like license toothbrushes and toothpaste and fucking beach towels. Like Disney did a little bit of that at their resorts, but you couldn't just like go into a fucking department store and buy a, buy a, a Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Like right, the right. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were the first people who were like, yeah, how much money are you going to give us? 
holy shit, make whatever you want. Like, they didn't care. And they didn't have an executive above them that told them it was going to cheapen the brand, which, obviously, looking back on it, was a bad philosophy at the time. (laughs) All right, you brought up strike. Uh, No, you didn't. You brought up writing room. But I'm bringing up strike because there was a writing strike going on right now. Yeah. And I saw that Daredevil is Is on hold. Yeah. And um, Wonder Man. Literally everything. Anything that's in production right now is shut down. Now, I'm wondering if you think that depending on how long this lasts, if we're going to lose any of those where, you know, it's going to lose any momentum and then they're just going to scrap it. Well, the way I look at it is if it lasts another two weeks and Feige doesn't pay the writer's room on the shows that are in production right now out of pocket. Yeah then he's the devil because anybody who makes less generous business moves than Jay Leno, mm, bad look. It's a bad look if Jay Leno's being more generous with his money than you are. (laughs) He's notoriously frugal. Notoriously tight-ass and notoriously aggressive with business against anyone else. Now, And and he was like, a writer strike, I'll pay all of you. You're not crossing the picket line because you're not working for a union check. I'll pay all of you. Wow. Now, I saw something on Twitter, so it's not an actual article, but there was someone saying that uh, Daredevil is secretly in production and they put out a fake call sheet and then called everyone with a different time so that they wouldn't like it was too early to be crossing a picket line. Like it was like the call time is now 4 a.m. or whatever. But they put out the fake call sheet so that then they put out, they called everybody and it's like, hey, actually, um, all the protesters will be back in the morning. So can you get here at like four in the morning? Which is really shady if true. If they only had like one episode left and they were coming in right before the line to get the production day started and not break the union rule, I would totally buy that. If they're supposedly like staying in production against the union, I refuse to believe that. There's no fucking way anybody in the union's participating in that. It's too hard to get in and it's not worth losing your entire fucking life and getting blacklisted over doing something for Feige. I wish we that's, had scoop to give us the scoop. He wouldn't. Uh, but th- Maybe that's off the record. If we met him in a parking garage, yeah. Oh, deep throat. But Feige yeah. definitely has enough pocket to pay the writers on all the projects that are in production to keep them afloat until they come to a settlement. I Not agree. paying all of production, but he can pay the writers' bill. And there's no way that there that wouldn't end up in a bonus from the fucking stakeholders at the end of the year. Like, like he's he'd come out okay on that right because when the strike ends and then people need content they're gonna have content generate that money against nothing else and then just kick back that extra money yeah i i would agree with that or god forbid the strike goes long enough and he's the only guy with new content period yeah 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 shareholders are gonna love that yeah dude like i i just i think that's a no-brainer move to me that was my first thought when i started reading the articles was like well if kevin feige had two cells knocking around in his head he'd Which pocket, we know he does he'd pocket this bill i mean he's got the money for it right i mean he could probably pay out of his own oh 100 percent. you have to for this to not be crossing the picket line it has to come out of like a dude's personal checking account because yeah. then, you, then you're basically doing freelance work technically yeah he could probably write that off too a hundred percent or not write it off so it doesn't become like mire about what he did sure. and then just accept the giant check that Disney is going to give them at the end of the year for saving the fucking company. Right, right. Here's a bonus. Yeah. You paid out $3 million. Here's a bonus of five. 
or here's a bonus of nine. We tripled it. Have a have a great day. Right, right. Oh, Turns out you we were the, the company, Kevin. Yeah. When fucking school year rolled around, we were the only people ready with anything for the fall TV season that wasn't a reality game show. So uh, hey, guess who's counting cash? Or yeah. even the movies. Because the movies have less writers than the TV shows. You keep those going. Yeah. I I just, I really, again, it would be embarrassing to me if I was someone as powerful as Kevin Feige with that much money and that much at play. And I let Jay Leno at The Tonight Show outthink me with his money, which he hates using. I mean, Jay Leno already, he always has uh, a lot of knowledge because of, you know, he always asks people if they've seen this or if they've heard about this. Well, so he's all he's always in the know. He's a smart man, but also like his thing wasn't completely altruistic. He saw the value in being the only late night show on through the entire fucking strike. Right. Like that is a that was a huge move, dude. He reclaimed ratings that they never lost again. Like he took back numbers that had been right on the line with Dave there for a while. And then he did that and he was just whooping Dave's ass until he retired. Well, because people are creatures of habit. Exactly. If you if you establish a habit, a pattern where people are watching your show because it's the only thing on. When everything else is on, they they don't they're still watching your show because that's what they've established. Especially when it's been twelve weeks of them yeah. just watching you four nights a week because that's what you do. Right. And then they get into like, oh, it's Tuesday. I want to see them do headlines or whatever. Right. And then you you go back to the other shows and you're like, oh, I wonder who's on Jay tonight. Exactly. I wonder what he's talking about. And then you're going back to it. Yeah, it's a smart move and it's worth every dollar. And he comes out smelling like roses because the right, press just, couldn't shut the right. fuck up about how he was paying his own staff. Yeah. Stewart did it, too, I believe, at a later writer's strike. John Stewart paid the staff at Daily Show that, to keep on. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. And again, John Stewart wasn't getting paid. Fuck you money at comedy central he was making good money but it wasn't fuck you money so for um, him to go out of pocket is pretty impressive I'm one sure of my favorite worth a lot one of my favorite things that came out of this last writer's strike uh was that um where stephen colbert and john stewart went and fought conan yeah that was that was pretty rad and they had a the big like three-way fight that was funny yeah he looks like he's doing okay i mean his comedy central salary in 2015 was 10 million yeah but i think he got bumped up for the last like what three or four years well his salary in the last year was 24 million yeah because he was past his contract they were renewing yeah 24 18 15 13 it's like at that point you're just changing numbers and yeah no one really knows what you're fucking doing yeah but at that point they were like going month to month with a guy who wanted to quit Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted to quit and do something else for a little while and then come get his show back Hell yeah it it is always saddened me how bad he wanted to quit because i don't think any of us will live to see anyone with as much skill at what he did do it ever again conan no fucking no, john. john stewart oh yeah john was a surgeon scalpel at doing what he did and no one no one else has the deft moves he has. That guy is a fucking, like a well-educated Bugs Bunny. He's still pretty great. He does. He has Bugs vibes. It, it, he No, he really, the more I watch him, the more he does. The way he stays calm and like yeah. fucks with people and like really heated situations while being the nice guy where you'd have to be insane to come at him. Mm-hmm. It, it's Bugs Bunny. Like that is fucking Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah he, he's really good. He's definitely really good at what he does. I like it. 
We should talk those geneticists that made Dolly into mixing his genes and Bill Murray's genes, and then just seeing if we end up with Bugs Bunny. Dolly Parton? No, Dolly the Sheep, I know. Oh, oh, that I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Dolly Parton is a geneticist. In her spare time? Yeah. She has the technology to dump him. <laughs> She's funded the fucking Moderna COVID vaccine. Sends books Partially. to children for like the last 30 years for free. Oh, she's, she's on the fucking Orville, dude. Is she really? Yeah. yeah. She also put out a rock album to justify being in the Rock Hall of Fame. Fuck yeah. Because people talk shit. Yeah, she doesn't. No one ever better talk shit about Dolly Parton in my presence. No, she's a national treasure. I mean, you say she doesn't care, but she literally got off her old ass and went and made a whole rock album to prove that they were wrong. So I think she cared a little bit. I mean, she doesn't care about the haters so much. No, I think it's more like people she considered peers who were publicly saying like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to fucking prove you wrong, you piece of shit. I'll just use my goddaughter. Yeah, they're, they're going to let oh, my friend, yeah. the redheaded stranger stoned ass in there, and they better let my honky tonkin ass in. I'm sure that's what she was yelling, marching around her house, trying to find a compact so she could go to a press release. Yeah. <laughs> and she's on the fucking Orville, which I already said, but I wanted to hammer that point home. She's Ever also adorable amazing. without her makeup. Yes. She looks like everyone's grandma. Yeah. And if you ever need inspiration or you just need a good cry, put on that song. Try. It'll really fix you up. Yeah. Apparently her in a muumuu without the extra hair in and no makeup is like unrecognizable. Dolly Parton can walk through the most crowded airport on the planet if she's not done up and people don't know who the fuck she is. Well, I want to oh see a God. picture of this now. What does she look like? Master I'm Splinter? I'm looking at a picture right no, now. No, dude. She just looks like a normal old lady. She almost looks like a method here. She just looks like a like what a pretty old lady ages to. Like when you meet like an 88-year-old woman where everyone's like, she was a fucking beauty star back in the day. That's exactly what Dolly Parton looks like. Holy shit. Yeah, it's but it's different than what you're used to. Screen share that shit, dog. Yeah, I can make it available. Hold on. I mean, this can't be this can't be right. No, it probably is, man. She looks rough. She's old as dirt and has been on tour since she was a fucking young thing. That lady has been ridden hard her whole life. <laughs> no, not no, like they don't sexually. Call it. I mean, like, dude, she's been like on the road making moves, writing more number one hits. Like that, that lady works. I know. I know. But the way you both made a face and then giggled, it sounded like a no, sex I joke. Just... I was, and I'm usually making a sex joke. That just one it wasn't. was a double on toned. Yeah, I meant like a car. Like she's just, she's had it worn out man that lady's hit it like willie nelson like when you see willie and all of a sudden he just fell the fuck apart like yeah dude that guy's been yeah. in a bus since like 19 chakalaka yeah willie nelson looks like he should be like hey, boys and ghouls yeah man but it happened in like two years he's kind of uh, like the um oh shit what's his name from the rolling stone the keith richards of country music uh, yeah, it's the drugs fair. that's keeping that guy going. The drugs Willie, and the and the playing. Willie hasn't done drugs in like three years. Really? You mean weed? I mean anything. No, he smoke. He has to smoke weed. No, he can't Part anymore. Of his brand. It's no. in his rider. His lungs are gone, dude. No, he can't man. fucking. He smoked chicory bark when he was a kid. What's that mean? He'd take like from bark a tree off of chicory trees and then roll it up and smoke it. Why would the fuck would he do that? Dude, because country people were doing weird shit back in the fucking 40s, man. He, he needed to write a song. <laughs> he needed the content. 
no it's it's like no joke country people were doing weird shit to get by when they they couldn't get anything you lived in the middle of nowhere and the sears train only came once a month like you I figured other shit out in the 40s like in the early 40s i would have been during the war so they were sending all their weed overseas to the boys fighting the fight the good fight well he didn't smoke weed till he was a little older i think i don't think willie started smoking weed till he'd already put down records i think you're correct and i read that somewhere yeah, Willie's famous, and that's part of why he was so adamant about it, is he was one of those guys that was like, nah, it totally changed my perspective on life and made me see things a different way, and I just, I, I think everybody ought to do it, because it changed me from a gun nut fucking country idiot to, like, pretty, pretty passionate pacifist. Yeah, he's a late bloomer. <laughs> yeah, like Kevin Smith, where it's just like, no, nah, I, I didn't, I tried it once and I hated it, and then I was 38 on Seth with Seth Rogen, and uh, then I did it until I had a mental collapse at, what, 50? Yep. Cool. Well, post 50, because he 50 was when he had his heart attack. Yeah. So, like 55, 56. So, he had a 20 year run where he was just like, everybody should smoke more weed. I can too. I think it's legit. I don't think you need to smoke as much as I do. I don't know if that's healthy. I don't think so. Clearly, it's working for you, though. Yeah. But I don't think most people run as crazy as I do when they wake up in the morning. If the world was like that, everything would be Germany. <laughs> when you wake up well now i guess you do wake up in the morning now but you aren't always yeah but just, no just like the, the amount of i get like lund makes me feel like we have to come from a similar bloodline because we both get mad about like the way somebody pushes a cart in a grocery store like i just hate people not doing things the right most efficient way and if you're not <laughs> and if you're not gonna do it right then you better do it goofy like you better be doing it way wrong and obviously having a fun time for me to forgive you if you're I, not yeah i can care yeah how do you feel about our process of getting the podcast to me and then i edit it and then i get it to matt and he posts it i hate it <laughs> and, and i'm the weak link and i hate it and you're like oh good yeah but no yeah it's it's <laughs> like dude watch watching people merge on the interstate Ooh, i want suit. you to know uh, real quick jake with your coding skills you could write a, a script that checks that directory, and if there's a new file in there with a certain title, you can automatically have it upload to a to a whatever. Yeah, that's that's like twenty times more work than me just dragging it into Gmail every night. It's just it takes like fifteen minutes to do. You do it you once, know. and then it does it for you. Just yeah, but I, I'd have to Real fire it up after it was done loading every time because it'd be a local program. Real talk, I started paying for fucking Google Drive because I couldn't oh. delete enough shit, and I kept taking pictures on my phone, and I ran out of my 15 free gigabytes. So I was like, whatever, $1.99 a month, here's, give take, take all my fucking shit, Google. Fuck but that. so I could set up a Google Drive box where you can just drag it in there and i'll have it you don't have to send it to me it's, it's really it's really the same difference it's just a drag and drop either way fair enough um it's it's more any... it's more about me having nine thousand files all the time and forgetting about right. it i'm using nine and a half gig of my 15 i i mean i have lots of pictures on my phone too but then you just copy them off onto your computer put them on some external drive somewhere and then the world is good again See, man, yeah. here's something I realized about you years ago, though. You're the you're the ideal consumer in like every handbook. Like you, you, mean? you're I mean, Hank Hill. You're Hank Hill. You're a good fucking customer, dude. You do shit right. You do shit by the <laughs> book. When you get a product, you know how it works. Like, dude, you're the only friend I have who's bought a new car in the last 15 years who listened to me about breaking it in. Oh no, I knew to. 
I know you knew because you're Hank Hill. <laughs> what do you mean breaking it in? See, Mitch just got a new car. It's I, not new. It's a couple years old. Okay. I'm just <laughs> the first couple thousand miles of an engine are typically the most important that will determine its life and how it runs over time. So that's why, like, I was always scared to. To, you know, I don't want to buy a car that would was a former rental car, fleet car, because you know people beat the shit out of those cars. Right. Um, but wait, wait, you you bought your brand new car with zero miles on it? It had a hundred miles on it. Whoa. Yeah, but that's probably that's because 40. they moved it from the dealership to yeah, whatever. Say, right. Probably forty five percent of those were at the plant being moved onto a truck, and then the other fifty five percent was at the lot. Yeah, so right. I got it at 100 miles, maybe 112, whatever. God damn, um, dude, that's so, a fresh car. So yeah, the first, fresh. for me, the first two to 3,000 miles, I'm like, all right, I want this car to be, you know, so I'm keeping the RPMs between 2,000 and 4,000. I'm not and moving it all anything. the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm constantly moving it all around. I haven't used cruise control like I like to do. I'm not, I'm not, what's it called? Stepping on the brakes really suddenly because i want those brake pads to wear in a little bit properly like i don't know shit about cars but i i learned some of this a long time ago and i stored it because when i ever got a car i was going to make sure that it lasted me as long as i can because i don't want to keep buying cars well and up until the late 90s when you bought a car they'd tell you but the second leasing became the dominant buying way in the market they don't you're you're only going to have the car for two or three years. They don't give a fuck if you break the motor in wrong. You're not going to have it long enough to know. Right. And uh, I would, yeah, I would never lease a car because, uh, why? What's, what's, I'm not vain enough to show off that I have a brand new car every two years. I just want something that looks good and works well and gets me to where I need to go reliably. I've also just never desired something that I only would want for two years ever yeah like i i don't want any car for only two years all the cars i desire i want in a hanger like jay leno i want to be able to go out on a sunday and be like oh my barguard like forever so i'm struggling (laughs) i'm struggling a little bit with the new car because i'm not driving it the way i want to drive it yet i'm driving it the way i think it needs to be and i'm going to go through the different modes so that the car gets used to eco mode sport mode comfort mode whatever modes i'm just doing it all and i'm being very cognizant and right now i'm at about 500 miles 500 something miles so i'm a quarter fifth of the way to where i probably need to be and it's a slog and it's a slog for him and his and his new suv it's a motherfucking kick in the dick when you buy a brand new sports car and you've got to keep that thing down especially like the beginning of summer it's almost like breaking a bone before yep. summer break <laughs> yeah yep. you're bart simpson dude you broke your leg before you, the and you can't get in the pool now it's, yeah it's, it's wild and then like dude i've heard stories from car guys of like back in the day when people all adhered to these rules and stuff there would be a guy who showed up at like a little street drag race and he had just bought a brand new porsche and all the guys would be like let's race and he'd be like no and then when they they'd force him to like drive, he wouldn't drive because he didn't want to blow his brand new German fucking sports car. So then all these guys be like, "We whooped your ass!" Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But you challenged a guy with a brand new car who was making good decisions. So did you? Right, right. <laughs> challenge, challenge him again in three thousand miles and let's yeah. see how you do, or in in twenty thousand miles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so yeah that's why that's one of the reasons why i didn't want to drive it down to the chief festival that's uh, all good we jammed around in the mitch mobile 
I enjoyed that. It was a great time. Great ride. Hell yeah. It's also why new used cars, I think, are a dangerous purchase because that is lost knowledge. The fact that you need to break a car in so it doesn't happen to cars. You know what? It says it right here. It says. How many uh, people, again, Hank, how many people do you know that read read that? So I. It says here in the manual. Yeah. I I looked it up and the vehicle break in process, it says. No special break-in period is needed, but then it says by following these first, you know, simple precautions, you may add performance, economy, and life, which are the three most important things that I want out of my my vehicle. Right, but in their mind, the first statement's true because they're like, "You're going to trade it in in three years, and then we're going to sell it to a teenager who has no right to bitch to the Better Business Bureau." So, yeah, drive it like it's stolen. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking care of this baby. Because I wanted to go for a while. Hell yeah, man. It's such a sweet ride. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Speaking um, of sweet rides, man, I just saw this movie where Donkey Kong's got this pretty cool ride. Oh, did you watch Mario? I did watch Mario Woo-hoo! after work. Dude. I, I, I saw parts of it, so you can talk about it. Don't worry about me. I am pretty fucking happy with that film. I yeah! will say I will say the beginning and the end make ditch dick shit no sense. Why the the pipe they find behind that wall in the sewer? Oh well, I mean it's going to be explained in the further sequels why it's there. Do you <laughs> think so? Because I don't think it will. I'm almost I would almost bet something that they never explain that past. Just well, like I mean, it exists. Yeah, who cares? I I understand. I'm just saying, like there was two. There, what's well, one giant leap of like? Okay, okay, so that's the one. That's the only, that is literally the only thing I could see anyone having any fucking issue with with the movie. And I didn't hate that you had to make the leap. It's just like literally the only bitch you could have. I think it's probably, it's this universe's version of a black hole or a wormhole or some shit. Right, but why does the fucking pipe just exist? The pipe existed for water, but then the the, the black hole took it over. Specifically on the inside of the parameters of the pipe. It's very obvious that they're engineering the pipes in the Mushroom Kingdom. Well, I mean, they, it's probably some shit like they want to take over the Nine Realms or some shit. Right, and they might explain how Peach got there, but I think it'll be more explained like how her or her family got thrown down there at some point. They'll yeah, probably introduce think, Daisy yeah. as her sister that she got separated from. Yeah, I think they'll do that, or you know, they'll have Rosalina from Super Mario Galaxy. That would be pretty cool. They just started selling um, Daisy bracelets at the theme park, though. So I feel like as a corporation, they're getting behind that. Hell yeah, man. Um, okay, also, so that's the, the one. That's the, the What was the one at the end? The same thing. When it comes back through the same fucking hole. What do you mean? When Mario comes back to Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Well, the he, he led the big bullet bill to crash into the pipe, and then it sucked the whole world in there. I saw that scene. Right, but now the pipe leads to a direct pipe in the mushroom kingdom instead of just out into the sky where it led before there's just not a lot of like even game logic to that one wait Uh, what do you mean i mean so when mario goes in that pipe pipe to go there after they go into the sewer and luigi disappears into it where do do they come out of the pipe they fall out of the air no they don't fall out of the air he comes out of the pipe and rockets into the fucking mushrooms oh yeah okay i was thinking about he's going through like a clear tube right yeah that's like there's two parts 
Yeah, there's a transparent tunnel where he goes into the warp pipe from Brooklyn to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. But there's also a glass pipe where he goes to get to the castle where it's like a physical glass pipe. Right, but the other one's invisible. I think that's what I'm remembering. Okay. Right. But then, yeah, but it's a different fucking pipe than the one he goes out of. Mm -mm. It's the same one he came in at. Why did Luigi go out of a different spot? Because they were, yeah, they were holding hands and then they, you know, they must have lost grip because they, he branched out into the other lane or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking at a wiki, Super Mario wiki, and they're talking about the mysterious pipe. Yeah. I don't think that exactly. I don't think there's a lot of logic to this. It says, no, I mean, it's a kid's movie. The mysterious pipe is a special warp pipe uh, that transports Mario and Luigi to Mushroom Kingdom and Darklands, respectively. Located underground in Brooklyn in the utility tunnel where they end up breaking through a brick wall in the sewers. Unlike regular warp pipes, the mysterious pipe sucks up things into it and transports them through the warp zone into a magical new world. While in the warp zone, they get transported through a transparent tunnel, but get separated and sent into two different kingdoms. Doesn't explain anything about why. Why that would be built or who the fuck built it or what's it for. Well, yeah, you you (sighs) must find that out in a a future movie. Like maybe Bowser, I I mean, I don't know anything about the movie, but maybe he was like planning something and that's how it got there. The video games have never explained it. I don't think, I think they're just going to leave it what it is where they're like, it's the mysterious, it's the mysterious tube. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you like that they didn't explain the power-ups at all, that they just existed? Or were you like, well, why Why do these mushrooms make you big? No, I think that seemed to make sense in a place that was that place. Like, that that bothered me less. And the other one didn't bother me. I just, like, chuckled the second it happened when they, like, fell into that room. And then they, like, got to the green pipe. I was like, oh, God, no way was that the setup. Yeah, Ouija, what are you doing going in that big-ass fucking pipe, bro? Was anyone's voice not good enough? No, everybody was great. Um, really? I really, really like the way they went with a lot of the Toads and the Koopas and stuff like that. Like, the lesser characters were hysterical. Yeah, dude. They, uh, they, one they of- had early manly voices. All right. Of Princess, we need to assess the war. You can't stop me. Like, they were all just, like adult yeah worn out voices that were these characters as opposed to usually where they're like portrayed kind of high-pitched and very cutesy and in every other thing we've seen them in where they're animated this way it's kind of been eh. and this was like oh oh you nailed it by just leaning into these guys being like war leaders and stuff even though they're tiny children looking turtles there is that one that's just like she's like we have to stop bowser and she's like how we're adorable yeah but like it's that one and it seems like they're pointing out the bit right um did you know that the blue shell koopa was voiced by uh scott melville from teen titans no that's cool Mm -hmm. he's the blue shell koopa nice um, um, a couple other voices sound really familiar. Is that Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong? Cranky Kong. Yes. Okay. Uh, who the heck is Toad? Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Okay. Also, like the whole time, I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" Oh, Sebastian Maniscalco. He like, was Spike. Spike. Oh like, yeah. That's stupid Mario Brothers. Yeah, and he's from that other game. Yeah, Wrecking Crew. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Oh, and then the uh, Jumpman. Oh, yeah. Both the character and the arcade game that shows up behind Mario towards Mm -hmm. the end when it says, help me, Jumpman, or save me, Jumpman. John DiMaggio is in it. John DiMaggio. He's Uncle something or other. Uncle Arthur. Oh, nice. 
But Mario, Mario, Mario and Luigi's dad and the guy who plays Jumpman is Charles Martinet, the uh, actual Mario voice actor yeah, in the games. Yeah, and it's oh, fun. Really? He, yeah, and he hits the voice a couple of times. Yeah, he's like, too great. much? It's a perfect. Wahoo! Yeah, <laughs> it rules. I like, uh, dude, I really like the, the, they started out with doing the fucking voices in their like commercial. Yeah. And then, and then do you think we went overboard? Yeah. We should have, shouldn't have spent our life savings. <laughs> yeah. I just looked up that Charles Martinet guy mm-hmm. and it led me to down this pipe to a, an unexplained mysterious pipe. The Jake. Luigi, it's a short, but it looks like it's an, I don't know, is it an hour long or is this 10 minutes? Luigi meets a combine soldier. Have you heard of this? Look up uh, that Charles Martinet guy and you'll see that there was something that was done. It was a short um, and it's Luigi protecting his brother or protecting his world from these. Luigi meets a combine soldier. What the fuck yeah. is this? I just watched part of the trailer for it. It's a little bizarre. It looks like it's a fan film. Oh yeah. But he did the voice or he did voices for it. So I, I fan or not. Wait, can it- you hear this? It's playing in my. No, we don't hear it. <sighs> I don't hear my, you don't hear my stuff either. When I play. Oh, I hear something. Sounds like bouncing. Oh, that's me. Oh, <laughs> well. Anyway, I don't yeah, see it. it looks kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it does. Some of that cool crossover shit. So we'll have to watch them. Yeah, it looks like you can watch the 2016 edition on YouTube. I might have to do that later. Nice. Um, but yeah, dude, online. I, I, I think they're gonna do. Like, did you stay for or did you watch all the way to the end? I did fast saw- forward all the way through the credits to see both post credit scenes. Okay, cool. I saw Yoshi. Right hatching yeah i mean there, there was also that scene where there's a herd of yoshis running by but like gallimimus yeah and the ones the pink one stops and looks at mario yeah. pink yosh um uh, they have a yoshi that is born in brooklyn well, uh yeah. yoshi born in brooklyn. oh you yeah i spoiled it it has literally nothing to do with the entire fucking movie no i'm just kidding dude okay that's why i didn't say it um yeah. but like, so anything yoshi from brooklyn he better be a fucking blue yoshi it's definitely a green yoshi no it's it is like the standard yosh yeah he's gonna be the one that's down with it the first tamed yosh he's gonna he's gonna wear uh a, like a little he's gonna wear a mets hat he's not gonna wear a fucking yankees hat no, he's gonna grow a mustache and wear a wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, because he is gonna be born in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh no. Or for some reason, that's Staten Island because the tube splits going back that way too. Mm. And he's gonna be out there like, I ain't getting on the ferry to eat that dumb, expensive bagels in the city. You stupid. Yeah. Come he's by gonna my be a total house. <laughs> ferry is free though, right? For now. Yeah. It's well. Always- well some new people bought it dude i i want to just put this out here yeah danny mcbride to play yoshi Ooh, what's up you fucking nerds so wait a minute i I thought there was a yoshi in the movie there's a herd of yoshis but they're they're just in the background yeah they're like wild yoshi so i think the yoshi that they have to go take out of brooklyn it's probably going to be a mario and luigi and peach and toad adventure rescuing yoshi from brooklyn or it's just gonna open on yoshi already being in the mushroom kingdom and being their friend and they're going to acknowledge that they had an adventure right because it's implied that they live in the mushroom kingdom at the end of the movie right 
Yeah, and it's like, how much of a movie could you squeeze out of them rescuing Yoshi from Brooklyn without it getting, like, adult and dark real quick? Without it being like them saving him from an alien autopsy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, um, that was, again, my first thought after they showed it. I was like, oh, cool. What the fuck are they going to do with that? Why would they have him hatching in Brooklyn? Just have him hatching in, the, in their fucking house. Mm-hmm. And then the next movie opens and Toad's like, I got you that pet. And we're on with it. So I right. haven't seen it yet. I'm going to see it soon. I got the Alamo movie pass, so I'll go see movies. Nice. Uh, I'm going to see Evil Dead Rises tomorrow night. Neither of you care. Um, no, dude, that look it looks terrifying, but it yeah. looks good. And I've heard nothing but good things. I'm, I'm excited. Um, and I, I do want to see this movie, but I'm wondering how long before it hits the streaming service. I streamed it tonight. Oh. It's available to buy or rent right now, yeah, but it's I, not on any streaming service currently. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to pay. I think it'll be like two to four more weeks before it's on Peacock. But I will say that I did see Guardians for the second time. And I thought it was better the second time, and I I cried more. Oh, man, I didn't think I could lose that much salt water out of my eyes the first time. So It it was so good. There was a certain scene. Like, what part made me cry? Honestly, I I knew. Like, was it something that was sadder, or was it just like you knew it was coming? Why did it hit you harder the second time? I I don't know. It might have been the energy that that, my kids were there. Because there were oh. a couple of scenes, and I I warned them in advance. I go, listen, it's and they were expecting somebody to die, and they were trying to they were waiting to see who was going to die, just like we were. Right, um, fair is fair. And I knew that they were going to struggle with certain scenes, the animal cruelty, uh, which is jarring. How did you portray that to them? I didn't tell them. <laughs> No, what did you say? Because you said you warned them. You'd be like, hey, there's some scenes in here that are a little crazy. I I said that it's, it's very emotional. There's a lot that, that happens. It's very sad. And that you're going to cry at certain scenes. And sure enough. Like I can look over and see, see one of one of mine just bawling because of what's happening. And they were like, you could see them get all freaked out when uh when you thought, oh my God, Rocket's gonna die. Oh my god, Drax is gonna die. Oh my god, Peter's gonna die. Oh my god, what the fuck? Yeah. The only one that didn't come close to dying was Nebula and Gamora. I mean, every time Nebula gets like beat up, she's just like yeah she transforms back into herself which is pretty fucking cool she's an unstoppable tank yeah and you could wrap that chick up like a pretzel i think because i knew that nobody was gonna die and i knew certain things were happening i was able to enjoy the movie a little bit more and this could be an argument against trailers or or reading information about anything is that I expected somebody to die. And then so I I waited the whole time for who was going to die. And as a result, I wasn't enjoying the the moment that they were giving me. But there were certain scenes that hit home just a a, lo- a little bit more. Uh I think my there were so many good scenes in that movie. But my my favorite scene, the Avengers moment, if you will, is when Rocket's like, I'm done running. And he mm-hmm. just starts walking and you see slow-mo of Peter, of Groot turning around and then Peter and everybody just turning around like, this is this is what we do. And then Gamora being like, fuck, all right. Yeah. I also <laughs> want to add that after Groot says... I love you guys. He does not say anything else. Even in the one in the mid credits. 
Yeah, he he makes a sound, I think, but I don't think he he I don't recall him saying it. So my and and wait, you, even if he did say it, it's because there are new people there that don't understand his language. I am a hundred percent on board with the fact that we heard him say something else is because we now understand Groot. Because I think that was done by design. You say no, they acknowledge no. it in the film. No. Yeah, they say like, oh my God, you could do that the whole time. I'm still with it. <laughs> I think it's just a, a fucking wonderful moment that they should have, they should have, uh, ex- like really pushed. I, I think they missed an opportunity to do that. That would have been hard yeah. to see in a writer's room for what it was, but Who they did it? miss it. Who said the line, you, you could do this the whole time? Isn't it Quill? Was it? I think it's Quill. I don't know. It might have been. I missed that moment. I mean, I now I remember hearing it. It might have been Gamora because she was annoyed by him the whole time because she's the one that's like not used to him yet, and she keeps being like, "I know who you are." No, she wasn't there. It was. Oh just yeah, you're back right. With the Ravager. Was- you're right. I think it's Quill. She already said goodbye to him mm-hmm. and understood what he said. Right. That's right. I think it's Quill. Well, I, I, it could also be the notion that he finally just knew our language and used it. But I, I, I think it's a beautiful moment to think that we have spent enough time with them that we understand what he said. Yeah. I, I'm sticking you know to what? it. Yeah, Hell I, yeah. I think it's more of an analogy for like when we understand women, it's more that they went through a great pain to communicate it to us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, not, it's not that we finally learned their language. Possibly. Yeah. It was so good though. I I can't. Oh, how did they take? Again. Sorry. No, go. How did he? How did they take seeing the high, the high evolutionaries? Uh, face. They, they've watched enough stuff with me that they could <laughs> they could handle it. They're used oh, to old so scrapple face. <laughs> They're used to seeing like oh like horror movie level prosthetic effects. Listen, I'll tell you what if. The, there are there are many aspects to that movie that could have been in a low level horror film. Um, the animal cruelty, the 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 trauma, um, that scene. There's there's a lot. There's there's a really a lot to process, and I think because of all the humor, it's a lot easier to to swallow that pill because you're like, oh well, you know, this funny stuff's happening and whatever it might be. Uh, I I it, I think it was a great movie. It I would definitely say that Guardians trilogy is the best Marvel trilogy that's out there, and it it might be. And I know you're always Iron an Iron Man guy, but I, I don't know this. No, this- I think you're right, dude. I think you're a hundred percent right. Yeah, I do too. I think Iron Man one's better than any of the Guardian movies alone, but the Guardians movies is a three piece and each alone. And yeah, are and fucking down. killer. Yeah, yeah, dude. All three of the Guardians movies are so cohesive and fucking fit together so well. They are easily the best series. Yeah, if Ego wasn't in it, it'd be the best period yeah the best trilogy you you think it you think uh are you talking the trilogy as a whole or just saying if if ego was better guardians 2 would be the best marvel movie no i'm saying they'd be like there'd be no argument against them at all if ego wasn't garbage Mm. as a dad as well yes true mostly as a creature they were planning to show us in a very soon thereafter movie in a completely different way yeah <laughs> yeah mm. could have been better yeah but i i i was so happy with this movie uh um, yeah it, it 
it really connects you to all the fields. It's yeah, dude. Uh, leaving all the characters alive so that they can be in future Marvel projects. I I think they'll just be in ensemble movies. They're not going to be in like. There's no way they can make another Guardians movie without James Gunn. I mean, Gunn publicly said he gives it his blessing. I know, but like it'll it will not feel the same because these movies, while amazing Marvel superhero movies, they are very much a James Gunn film. Yeah, I mean, who who wrote them first? What he did? Who, no, who did it? It was first? James Gunn and Perla. No, before him, who was doing it? They got all the way into production and then he quit. Oh. Uh, no, you're Matt. thinking of Peyton. You're thinking of Edgar Wright on Ed Man. Edgar Wright. I am thinking of oh, Edgar Wright right. on Ant Man. You are right. That's right. Yeah, you are right. This one is is. I just knew he had the idea for Rocket the whole time. I'm getting him conflated. Thank you, Mitch. That's all so, good. and that's another thing. Like, is when they say it was all about you, are they saying all three movies were essentially about Rocket? Yeah. Yeah. Gun said that like bef- yeah. way back in the day. So good. So fucking good. God. Yeah. I loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. But I also think they can go forward without him because Nicole these- Perlman was the person that wrote the first one with James Gunn. Gotcha. Cool. But I think um, th- these new teams are so different that there's not much danger of having a different writing style and shit without James Gunn there. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. They accomplished what they needed to accomplish with those three movies. So anything else is they're playing with house money, I guess. And they promised us more Quill. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. probably going to be in Secret Wars, right? Oh. I don't know. They said, like, Star-Lord will return. And usually when they say it like that, people are getting their own projects. Like, when have they said it like that where somebody just showed up in an ensemble? I don't know. I don't I think mean, he's going to get his own project. I, I think that time is past. Well, yeah. you know what? Who knows? Because uh, Marvel, they'll do what they want. I, I genuinely don't know. Yeah. I'm I've, very uh, excited for the future. Yeah. Did yeah, me too. That? It re- definitely re-energized my love of this universe. Heck yeah. I I mean, it, this sounds dour, but I'm kind of stoked they're going to have to fire Jonathan Majors and figure out how to do this without Kang. Well, we don't know yet. We don't know. I'd gamble on it. Well, I mean, it's seeming more likely. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I wish they would just do it already then if that's the case. Cause... They can't, man. They got they, If they did that, they'd be up against the wall to reshoot yeah, Loki. And they can wait until Loki's done and then just be like, we have parted ways with Jonathan Majors. Or maybe they're just looking for a variant that looks like him. <laughs> Ooh, that's on the line. <laughs> no, I'm saying like they, they could find an actor that looks like him and it'll be a variant. I, I think, honestly, because their move was going to be having him be like a variant of him running Battle World during Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a more graceful way through all of this if they just have to defeat Kang here soon. Like, honestly, it was going to be really convoluted to have Kang be a Richards by the time we get to Fantastic Four. And all like they can just deal with that mofo now, still have the repercussions of what's going on with different variants of him, even though he's not messing with our universe currently. And then have it be Doom and the Beyonder and all the stuff it's supposed to be in the books that they're probably going to be pressured into pivoting into hmm. yeah i don't know it sounds like a lot it sounds like it, there's already been leaks that it sounds like they're planning on having doom be the beyonder now whether or not they keep jonathan majors they're going to cut down his participation hmm. i mean uh, what are you going to do right it makes you sense see, to me you see that the in 
Captain America, New World Order. They're gonna there's gonna be the Serpent Society. Jesus, no, I did not see that. That's wild. <laughs> God, Seth Jeez. freaking Rollins from WWE is playing one of the Serpent Society. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Does that happen to be the name of his little clique in his wrestling group? His name is Seth Freakin with a uh <laughs> I N apostrophe Rollins. Yeah. Is the S a snake? No. Okay. He has no snakes in his uh repertoire. That's Jake's thing. Yeah, it's Jake. Okay. Well, well, we, we've met one of them, right? Bushmaster. That's he was, right. He was in Luke Cage. That's right. Oh, I wonder if they're gonna bring him back. Wait, wasn't he dead at the end of Luke Cage too? I think he died. Didn't they kill him? I don't I can't they, remember. Did they kill both snakes? It was it was what's his name? Uh, Copper Copperhead, but he wasn't one or of Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth, that's right. No. I don't think he wasn't one of them, but he died. I don't remember if uh, Bushmaster died or not. I think they might have just arrested him. But these are like different serpent society. These are guys that like dress up in snake costumes, right? I saw your note, Jake. Uh, we got it. Oh, did we get moved? How long have we been going? An hour and like 20 minutes. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, there's not much. I was going to ask if you guys have watched that new Muppet show. No, but I want to. Weird Al's in it. Yeah, I saw that clip too, where Floyd was talking to the like the voice in the sky, and it was oh, Weird it's a, Al. It's about like Doctor Teeth in the band and the yeah, Electric if, Mayhem. Yeah, yeah. The mayhem. I'm gonna watch that. I think. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna watch Titans, and I'm gonna watch that. What is the Muppet Show on? Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. Oh, duh. Okay. The new episodes of Teen Titan Go are also amazing. Nice. Oh, right. as how many episodes of Titans are available? Can I go watch them like all all of them right now? Have the They're series finale ended? All available. Everything is right. up. Excellent. I'm going to do that. If you're uh, starting at the beginning? No, I've seen up until the halfway point. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So, um and then and next week we can talk about this Dr. Teeth show. Yes. Um if if you guys are watching anything, tell us uh write us an email at broadcastgeeks@gmail.com. You can find us on our Reddit page, r slash broadcast geeks, or you can just uh, find us on wherever you get podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at broadcast geeks, broadcast underscore geeks on Instagram, or you can follow us on our Facebook page and can come back again. See us again next time. Leave you with our signature sign off line. Excelsior. Excelsior.